Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of your day with me today. I'm pretty excited, and I think you will be too, because I have decided to start a new series here on the podcast, Food as Medicine. Here's what that means. Every couple of weeks, beginning with today's episode, I will be featuring a food or an ingredient that may have medicinal properties because I think we will all agree that food has a tremendous and often underappreciated ability to heal us, improve our health, and also to make us sick. So I'm excited to be looking at different foods, different ingredients, and how they can improve our health and address issues, whether it is bacterial issues, yeast issues, all sorts of different inflammation, you name it. We are going to be diving into it, beginning with today, a focus on coconut. I will very strongly say that I am not in any way against traditional medicine. There is absolutely a time and a place for getting the opinion and perhaps care of a licensed medical professional, which I am not. But there's also a lot of good that can come from using the benefit of food to heal us, to help us, to reduce inflammation or eliminate pathogenic bacteria or reduce yeast overgrowth, anything like that. There are medicinal properties to so many foods. And I started brainstorming and I was like, you know what? I need to simplify this and be very focused on one food per episode. And a low-hanging fruit, pun intended, is coconut. I've talked about coconut oil many times on the podcast, but usually from the standpoint of fat loss or metabolism, energy focus, etc. And today we're going to be looking at it from a different point of view, and that is the medicinal benefits. Before we dive in to a discussion about coconut and food as medicine, a couple quick things. Have you subscribed to Primal Potential Daily Bites, which is the new daily Alexa skill? Alexa is Amazon's version of like Siri, a digital assistant, and you can subscribe to this if you have one of the Amazon devices that uses Alexa. So that is either an Echo or a Dot. I'm sure there are a bunch of other ones. I have the Echo. But the cool thing is you can set it up to give you a daily briefing. And that daily briefing could be 
the weather, it could be a word of the day, it could be a motivational mantra, and Primal Potential Daily Bites is a little bit of everything. It is a little bit of Q&A, answers to common questions that I get. It's a little bit of daily motivation. I used to have the Daily Motivation podcast. I stopped releasing those this past summer, but it's a little bit of motivation, a little bit of information, but every day there is just a short daily message. I will link in the show notes how to subscribe, but it's really easy. You just open up your Alexa app and you hit the menu, you hit the skills button, search for Primal Potential, Daily Bites will come right up and you hit enable and that's it. You're good to go. And then every day you just say, Alexa, play my daily briefing or Alexa, play my flash briefing and she will, which is really, really cool. The other side note that I want to touch on before we get into our conversation about coconut is the difference between folklore and science. When it comes to food as medicine, there's a lot of both. There is a lot of science, a lot of research that has gone into this. And then there's a lot of either folklore or anecdote, anecdote being somebody or a group of somebody's or a huge population of somebody's that say, I did this and this was the benefit. And it's a fine line to walk because I do not think that science is the be-all, end-all, and if something doesn't have clinical studies, then it can't be true. I don't think that. And I also think that there's a lot of research that is very poorly done and therefore misleading. For those reasons, I don't limit what I talk about here to things having human clinical studies. Very succinctly, the reason for that is Much of what does have human clinical studies is misleading because the research was not done well. And nutrition research is very hard. I've talked about that actually related to coconut oil. I'll link to that episode too in the show notes. I can't recall the episode number off the top of my head, but uh, several months ago, there was a whole lot of hubbub about coconut oil. Is it good? Is it bad? And I went through study by study explaining what it looks like for clinical studies to be done well and clinical studies to be done poorly and how we can sort of read between the lines there. So I know I said succinctly. I lied. That wasn't very succinct. But I do want to stay away from recommendations that are completely unsubstantiated and especially those that are unsubstantiated and potentially dangerous or misleading or unhealthy. Those I won't even touch. But there is a fine line between things that maybe don't have documented clinical studies but do have very much a proven track record and a low degree of risk, I think those are worth talking about and letting everybody experience for themselves as they desire, as they see fit. And of course, where there is good research, and in the case of coconut oil, there is absolutely a lot of good research. There's also a lot of bad research. I will talk about those things. So I just want to be clear about that out of the gate. I do very much value research, but I also know that there's a lot of research yet to be done and there's a lot of research that's not well done and we've got to kind of keep that in mind as we go about this conversation with anything that is specific to the human body the human experience nutrition we also have to rely in a significant way on common sense and individuality right We are all very different, and there is not any approach that is going to have the same impact on everybody without exception. 
So use some common sense here. Do not go overboard with any food or any strategy and always pay attention to what works for you and what doesn't work for you. The filter that I have for myself when I do these kinds of episodes is, is there a risk or what is the risk of this conversation? Overuse is always a risk. If I start talking about coconut oil or MCT oil and people think, oh, that's good for me, and then they start taking a tablespoon every hour on the hour every day, overuse is a risk. So I'm going to just wave that flag of, come on, guys, common sense, more is not better in every situation, and fat is fuel. If we overconsume fuel, it's stored, and nobody wants an excess of fuel storage regardless of your goals. The other risk when we talk about this new series of food as medicine is that people will think of this as a replacement for traditional medical help. It is not. If you are sick, if you need help, obviously get help from a licensed medical professional. If you're allergic to coconut, don't use it. If it disagrees with you for whatever reason, don't use it. I know all of this seems common sense, but I would really kick myself if I didn't say this and somebody didn't consider it common sense. So now we have that all out of the way. Let's dive into this series, which I am so excited about. I've got a long list of things that I want to talk about with you. Food as benefit, different ingredients, different foods, and how they can really improve your health and be a fantastic tool when there is something that you want to improve from a medicinal standpoint. And I'll tell you how this idea came up for me and why we are starting with coconut. At the risk of oversharing, I'd always rather take that risk than be on the other side of the coin. I had recently a urinary tract infection. Super common, no big deal. The treatment conventionally is antibiotics. But I wanted to look first if I could make a difference in a few days without going that route. And if I couldn't, No big deal. There's a time and a place for antibiotics. But because antibiotics kill both pathogenic or disease-causing bacteria as well as those healthy bacteria that keep us well, I didn't want to go that route if I didn't have to. So I told myself I'd give it two to three days with non-antibiotic approaches. And then if I needed to, I would go get a course of antibiotics. So I started doing some research about the best ways to kill the type of bacteria that grow in the case of a UTI. And one of the things that came up was coconut oil. I did a lot more research and that's kind of what prompted this idea for the series overall. But today we are just going to focus on coconut from the benefits medicinally, not necessarily metabolically. There are huge benefits from a metabolic energy focus uh, standpoint. And I've talked about those most recently, just a few episodes ago in 446. I will link to episode 446 in the show notes for this episode. But in that episode, I was talking about the metabolic cognitive focus benefits of medium chain triglycerides in coconut. I'm going in a different direction today. So if you're curious about that, make sure you check out 446. So MCTs are a big part of the medicinal properties of coconut. MCTs are a classification of fat. I've talked about this before, so I will just 
really br quickly bring you up to speed. And then we're going to go deeper into MCTs than we have in past episodes. So fats, dietary fats that are in the foods we eat, they are classified by the length of their fatty acid chain. And it's a pretty straightforward classification. They're either short chain, medium chain, or long chain. Medium chains, the MCT, M is for medium, C is for chain, T is for triglyceride. You could also call it fatty acid. Medium chain fatty acids, medium chain triglycerides, we're talking about the same thing. And that is the most common type of fat in coconut oil. There are also some short and some long chain, but the majority of the fat in coconut comes from these MCTs. Again, when we are looking at it from the cognitive metabolic advantages, that is something different. Today, we're looking at it medicinally. And I'm going to go in a different direction with this understanding of MCTs. So while there's different lengths of fat, we're talking short chain, medium chain, long chain, there's also different lengths within each. So there's shorter short ones and there's longer short ones. And in the case of medium chain, there's four different kinds of medium chain triglyceride. Some of them have more of the metabolic benefits. Some of them have more of the medicinal benefits. And when we're trying to figure out if we should use coconut oil or if we should use MCT oil, a lot of that comes down to what specific benefit you're going for. If you're looking for the more medicinal benefit or if you're looking for uh, the more metabolic cognitive benefits, satiety, etc. Are you with me on that? So the four different classifications of medium chain triglyceride are based on the length. There's four, C6, C8, C10, and C12. C is for carbon. So we're talking about the length of the carbon chain, 6, 8, 10, and 12. So there's the shortest of the mediums. There's a couple mediums in the medium, and then there's the long in the medium. Got it? The shortest one C6 gets digested the most quickly because it is the shortest, which is good and it's bad. A lot of MCT oils will, I should say, a lot of higher quality MCT oils omit the C6 because it causes the most digestive upset. But the lower quality or the cheaper end of the spectrum of MCT oils, they do include that C6. And this is why a lot of people experience cramping or diarrhea when they take MCT oil, because this one is really short and it gets digested really quickly and it's converted to ketones really fast, which is great from a metabolic standpoint. However, if it has you running to the bathroom, it's not exactly worth it. So a lot of MCT oils are going to omit that. We're going to move right beyond that because it's not exactly part of the equation when we're looking at the medicinal benefits, but I wanted to distinguish. C8 is probably the most powerful from a ketone metabolic energy standpoint. When we're looking at the traditional usages of bulletproof coffee for metabolism, satiety, ketone production, C8 is where it's at. From a medicinal standpoint, though, C8 is also antibacterial. So there's been some studies done 
uh, looking at C8 in cow's milk. When we add C8 to cow's milk, it has been shown to kill strep, staph, and E. coli. So pretty cool, right? But it is not the most medicinal of the medium chain triglycerides, but it is the biggest hitter when it comes to the cognitive and metabolic advantages. So if we're looking at, a lot of people ask about the Bulletproof brand MCT oil, uh, brain octane oil is what they call it. Why is it so expensive? Because it is C8 primarily because that's the heaviest hitter. C10 is really close though. It's a little bit less of a heavy hitter metabolically, ketone production, energy metabolism, but it, it is um, pretty strong in those benefits. And I actually believe brain octane oil from Bulletproof is exclusively C8 and it's their XCT oil. People say, what's the difference between XCT and MCT from a Bulletproof brand standpoint, that's a product line, it's a company, XCT blends C8 and C10, um, and their brain octane is just C8. So C10, like C8, is mostly a player from the non-medicinal standpoint, from the energy-focused metabolism side of things. However, it does have some medicinal benefits as it relates to yeast and fungi. So fungus, I want to make a fungus joke, but I'm going to I'm going to hold myself back there. You're welcome. Uh, but there have been some studies about C10 reducing candida. So folks with yeast issues, C10 can be helpful. And uh, C10 also has some antimicrobial benefits as well. There are some studies looking um, at nursing infants and the ability of C10 to act as an effective antimicrobial and antiviral. When we're looking at products like MCT oil and XCT oil for the sake of bulletproof coffee, energy metabolism focus, this is typically where the line gets drawn. C6 is used in some of the cheaper and lower quality products because it is less expensive. It's also harsher on the digestive system. C8 and C10 are the heavy hitters metabolically with some medicinal benefits. Then there is C12. C12 is really controversial. And it's not controversial because it's dangerous. I don't mean to imply that at all. The reason it's controversial is because people who are promoting or selling or educating about MCT oil from a metabolic standpoint, from an energy ketone production standpoint, they dismiss C12 altogether, and rightfully so, because it's the longest of the medium chain triglycerides, and it actually kind of acts more like a long chain digestively than like a medium chain. So people who are in the, who are looking at this from the standpoint of metabolism and ketones, they're like, do not take C12. It's going to impair ketone production and they omit it from MCT and XCT products. It's not in there, but it is, C12 is the most common, the most prevalent MCT in coconut oil. So when you consume coconut oil or whole coconut, the primary medium chain triglyceride you're getting is C12. So if your desire is metabolism and ketone production, you're better off with something like MCT oil 
than you are with coconut, but if you are looking at it from a medicinal standpoint, you're better off with coconut oil or whole coconut than you are with the MCT oil products because of the heavy hitting medicinal properties in C12. C12 is the most common MCT in coconut oil. The, the discrepancy or the kind of reason that people are, are not always a fan of C12 is because it does not have that rapid digesti digestive property that C8 and C10 and C6 have. And it is um, not as likely to produce ketones as the shorter of the medium chains are. But because we're talking about the medicinal benefits, C12 is where it's at. C12 is called lauric acid, lauric acid. When it is removed from coconut oil products to manufacture MCT products, they use that C12. And the reason they use it is because it's a great component for soap. So when coconuts are processed for MCT oils, and they don't want the C12, they don't throw it away because it's very abundant in coconut, they use it for soap. Why do they use it for soap? Because it has strong antibacterial, antiviral, and antifungal properties. That's why it's used in soap. Lauric acid, which is what C12 is known as, is a precursor to monolaurin. Monolaurin is a very powerful antimicrobial, right? So these benefits of C12 are going to tackle viruses. Most specifically, they're not helpful for all viruses. So please do not think that my message here is any virus is going to be treated with C12, lauric acid, or monolaurin. Not what I'm saying at all. It can be helpful, especially for viruses that are lipid-coated. So viruses have all different shapes and forms and, and structures, but some viruses are lipid-coated. So the actual virus itself is coated in fat. Lipid's just another word for fat. Whether we're talking about like cytomegalovirus or herpes, some of the influenzas, and so this particular medium chain triglyceride and monolaurin, which is de derived from lauric acid, is helpful at tackling some of these lipid-coated viruses, as well as having antimicrobial benefits, antibacterial. So monolaurin really tackles some of those staph infections, some of those E. coli infections, and also anybody that works in or has been around a hospital has probably heard of C. diff. C. diff is one of the most common hospital-acquired infections, and it usually manifests as like flu-like kind of a intense diarrhea, that sort of thing. And if you are in the hospital, one of the things that the patients are always trying to be protected against, as well as healthcare providers, you do not want to get C. diff, this hospital-acquired infection. And there's been a fair amount of research looking at 
um, virgin coconut oil in the, the treatment, I, sh- I shouldn't say treatment, treatment's probably too strong of a word, but in helping to minimize the proliferation of C. diff, and it's done so effectively. There's also been some studies looking at coconut oil because of the lauric acid and the monolaurin and those antimicrobial properties in the treatment of acne. And that has been a successful intervention. Uh, And there's been a lot of different, and I will link to much of the research over in the show notes. So if you are a science geek and you want to see some of the clinical study abstracts, to see the full text, you usually have to pay for them. Uh, But some of you guys are in research fields and probably have access to that. But the abstracts are all free. And I will link to the different abstracts that look at some of these different things with acne, um, with antibiotic treatments, with C. diff, mastitis, that sort of thing. So coconut oil, about when we're looking at the fat composition of coconut oil, about 50% of it is coming from that C12, that lauric acid, which is why when people are saying bulletproof coffee, you're better off using MCT oil, it's because the C12 is the primary fat in the coconut oil and that's not giving us the metabolic and ketone production benefits that we're typically looking for when we have bulletproof coffee. But on the flip side, If you're turning to coconut because you want some of these more medicinal benefits, then using MCT oil is probably not your best bet because it's not going to have the C12 concentration that you would see in whole coconut or coconut oil. When we look at food, you might be wondering, you know, is is coconut my only option for lauric acid? It is by far the best option. Breast milk is also a decent source, but most of us aren't exactly consuming breast milk these days. And even breast milk has far less lauric acid than coconut oil does. Now, some of the research when it comes to C12 indicates that it can raise cholesterol. And here's when that becomes a problem. When we're looking at amounts greater than two tablespoons per day, which is why I was waving that flag. This is not something that you want to be downing, you know, by the quarter cup every single day. Certainly, if you are using it for antibacterial properties for a short period of time, you're not going to be raising your cholesterol in a handful of days. But it is important to understand that too much is too much in anything, whether we're talking about apples or we're talking about coconut oil or we're talking about fish. The other time that we see a cholesterol increase with good whole food saturated fats like coconut oil is when there is also a high consumption of sugar or processed foods. So the more that you can reduce sugar, the more that you can reduce processed foods, the better the benefit you're going to see. But when we combine whole foods, whether we're talking about avocado or we're talking about coconut If you're adding sugar and processed food into the mix on a regular basis, then you're not going to see the true benefit that is available to you, and you will also see some potential negative side effects, whether that is raising cholesterol or increased inflammation. But simply put, eat less sugar, eat less processed foods, don't go crazy on the coconut oil. The other thing that I want to point out is 
blended products. If you are saying, okay, this made a case for me, I'm gonna get some coconut oil and we'll talk about different ways to use coconut oil, beware of blended products. I do not suggest a product that is a blend of coconut and palm oils, palm, P-A-L-M. Um, they might be cheaper, but they are not going to be the kind of quality that you wanna get. So personally, the coconut oil that I use is both organic and unrefined. The brand is Spectrum, like on the spectrum, but it's not related to that, so don't worry about that. Um, not that you would be worried. I get mine Spectrum brand. It is both organic and unrefined. It is not a blended product. It is pure coconut oil. And I get mine through Thrive Market. The reason for that is I don't have to worry about finding it in a store. And more significantly, it's only $6.99 through Thrive Market. And it's $11 plus at Whole Foods and other retailers. So I will link to that product. That is the one that I use. But there are also other ways to use coconut. First, let's talk about how to use coconut oil. You can cook with it. Now, you don't want to cook with, and when I say cook, I mean heat, you don't want to add heat to MCT oil because those shorter of the medium chains, so C8, C10, they have lower smoke points, which means you can damage the fat under heat, on heat, however you want to say that, but C12 that we're talking about, the lauric acid, the one in the predominantly found in coconut oil, it has a higher smoke point, so it can stand up to heat, but you don't wanna be frying with coconut oil. But putting a little bit in the pan for a saute, no problem there. You can also swallow a tablespoon of it. I wouldn't recommend that necessarily every day for every person, and of course you can blend it into your coffee. That's another easy way to do it. Another way to consume coconut without buying or having coconut oil is coconut butter. So coconut butter is a blend of both the oils naturally found in the coconut as well as the meat of the coconut. And I get the Artisana travel packet, so you can buy it by the jar. I find that it's a little bit hard to dig out, so I like the packets better. Plus with the packets, I can travel with them. And I always have one in my car, one in my backpack, and I knead it with my hands, like K-N-E-A-D knead, um, and I just mush it together because otherwise the oil will separate on top and the meat of the coconut will be on the bottom. But I'll just knead it with my fingers. I either eat it right out of the packet or I put it into my coffee. I enjoy it both ways. And I do get those Artisana travel packets from... Thrive Market. I have seen them in some uh, stores and you buy them individually by the packet, but you pay so much more that way. I'm not a fan of that. Um, whole coconut. If that is an option for you, I think that is a good way to go. If you can get a whole coconut and eat the meat and put it in a salad or into a smoothie, that is a great option. Also, coconut milk. It doesn't have the the percentage of the oils. So from a medicinal standpoint, this might not be the way to go, but I love throwing chicken thighs in the crock pot with a can of coconut milk and some Thai spices, whether that's like curry, curry's Thai, right? If it's not, don't, don't complain to me about it, just off the top of my head. Uh, or also lemongrass is a great way to do that. And that's super easy, super yummy, and I'm all about easy, quick, 
meals because I don't like to spend a whole lot of time cooking. Um, be careful of any coconut product that has sugar added to it. So you'll see nowadays a lot of like coconut chips or shredded coconut. And when they have sugar added, you're kind of doing yourself a disservice because one thing that bacteria loves, loves, loves is sugar. So you can't on the one hand be trying to kill the bacteria and on the other hand fueling it, you're kind of wasting your time and your money. So I would be very careful of any coconut product that has sugar added to it. I would just stay away from it. But with shredded coconut that doesn't have sugar added, you could toast it and have it over chicken, which is super delicious. And by toasting it, I just mean um, in like a saute pan and kind of browning it a little bit. I love to do shredded coconut uh, breaded for my chicken. So not like a true breading in terms of breadcrumbs, but a little bit of an egg dip in some chicken tenders and then into some shredded coconut and on a saute pan that way. But again, if you're going for the medicinal benefits, you're probably going to want to stay with the coconut oils, just giving you some different ideas here for coconut, uh, or even taking the shredded coconut and putting it into a soup or um, a smoothie. And whether it's like a carrot soup would probably be really great with some shredded coconut in there. And with smoothies, just about anything would be better with a little bit of coconut. So those are just some ideas for the MCT or the XCT oil. That is more appropriate if you are looking for the metabolic or ketone benefits. And again, I will link to the episode 446, I think, where I talked about that most recently. So I'm a big fan of coconut, not only for the metabolic and ketone production advantages, but certainly for these medicinal advantages. Plus, it's really versatile and it helps with insulin sensitivity. We're not going down that path today, but what I always have on hand is that Spectrum organic unrefined coconut oil that I get from Thrive Market, the Artisana coconut packets. Artisana coconut butter packets, individual packets. You can can get it by the jar, but that's not my preference. Um, and then I always have some coconut milk on hand. I get the Thrive Market brand there as well because I found that some of the um, like the Thai kitchen brand that you can find in most traditional grocery stores, it's very very watery, and you know the difference when you get something that is solid as coconut should be. That's legit. When it's watery. Not so much. We want that creamy, solid coconut, which is why I get my coconut milk in a can also from Thrive Market. It's cheapest there. I don't have to worry about finding it in the store. Win-win. I'm all about cheap. If you go through thrivemarket.com forward slash primal potential, on your first order, you'll save an additional 25% and you'll get free shipping. You also get a free 30-day membership to try that out. I hope you do. And I'm excited about this series. I hope you guys are excited about it as well. Every couple of weeks, be looking for another Food as Medicine episode. I'll be talking about things like garlic, turmeric, broccoli, you name it. We are going to be diving deep into this and I can't wait. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44. 44- 
888-222-2222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.